and market conversations. Welcome to the fourth episode of AM Conversations. In the studio today, we have Emmy Yu, Executive Director of STPI Creative Workshop and Gallery. Emmy, welcome. Thank you, Nadia, for inviting me. Thank Happy you to for be being here. here. Well, let's dive right in. Yeah, sure. Um, how did you begin your work at STPI? I applied for a job <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> Actually, that was what it was, but yeah. I think it was really the timing. I had just literally um, moved to Singapore. I'm not a Singaporean, but I married a Singaporean, so that's how I came to Singapore mm-hmm. and got to know, uh, learn about this amazing place. Um, anyway, so I, I just returned. I mean, we basically moved from New York to Singapore and after having had my first child, I felt after a year, I felt that I needed to do something um, more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Of course, motherhood is really fulfilling, but I, I just couldn't, you know, stay home because I've always, always worked. So I actually sent in an application, I mean, my resume. Yeah. And then it, it was that time, I think it was really the the very, very beginning part of STPI. Mm-hmm. The, the building wasn't even around. Um, Ken Tyler was at that time, has designed the whole STPI building inside and they were recruiting and that's how I got the job. Okay. So I started out in the gallery with right. two people. Okay, and what was that like? I mean, in the early days, because we know STPI as it is now, but yes. you know, how, how much different was it back well, then? Well, that was back in 2002, we opened the doors to the public, and mm-hmm. I just remember all of us, three of us in the gallery, our main job was to really kind of work towards the opening event, mm-hmm. and STPI Gallery, as you know, it is one of the largest gal- gallery space, exhibition space, and it was back then really the largest mm-hmm. and the most updated gallery space perfect white cube if you want to put it that way so um, we spent a lot of hours uh, getting our database ready okay. and and it was really the first time I think that Singapore has hosted a major exhibition of wall sculptures by Frank Stellar an, a major art international artist mm-hmm. and I just still remember that um, we had to bring in installers from Germany mm-hmm. to install these works because there weren't anyone who was installing the art. So if it was just beginning. I, I can say comfortably that it was really the beginning of Singapore contemporary art scene. Okay. I think at that scale. Yeah. yeah. Well, you became director then in 2009. and Yes. Right? And I uh, mean, the director of STPI, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and of the organization. Um, Rita Tagi joined in 2014. Yes. And I, I always see the two of you kind of like working together yes. um, simultaneously, you know, like in your separate roles. Yes. How do you work together to strengthen the gallery and who does what primarily? How do you support each other's work? Well, Rita is, um, Rita's primary job is really to take care of the gallery. Everything that you see as mm-hmm. an outsider is organized and executed by the gallery. So mm-hmm. that's what she does. Mm-hmm. And ever since she joined our outreach program, our patrons program, Friends of SDPI, under her mm-hmm. direction and initiative, it has really strengthened our p- position in Singapore as a, as a really vibrant and nonstop kind of always ongoing activities there. Mm-hmm. So um, she's really the one and her team have really worked 
incredibly mm-hmm. long hours and that with the dedication has brought SDPI where we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, we do have the workshop, which is the core and the raison d'etre of STPI, where we invite artists, and the workshop really is a place of creativity, and that's where all the amazing works that you see in our gallery space are coming out. And the workshop is, I guess, because it is limited to the intern, I mean, to the workshop staff and the artists, because it's a place of creation. The people who can the the audience and visitors only see the works that are created. But we do have a, a very active. Um, tour mm-hmm. program uh, on weekdays and weekends where people can see behind the scenes. So my job primarily is to make sure that these both parts of SDPI are functioning well and then we do have a good program um, and all the other projects that we do outside also come under my address, yeah. Right. And well, I've interviewed so many artists who have, you know, done residences at SDPI, including people like Suzanne Victor and Dan Wihaso, Dohosa. And the artists have all said the opportunity came when they felt it was time to try something new, mm-hmm. to expand their artistic practice. What do you think makes the STPI artist residency stand out and appeal to artists? Well, first of all, we're in Singapore. We're not in New York. We're not in Berlin. Mm-hmm. We're not in London. It's Singapore. I mean, Singapore is a great place to be. It's far away from most of artists' residence slash studio. So STPI uh, really provides a great getaway from their daily schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, we always refer STPI residency program as kind of a um, rejuvenating kind of like a clinic health center, you know, um, because the really the I mean, after having worked with over 100 artists over, I've been with STPI since 2001, so like this makes my 20th year. Um, The real drive and creativity often come when the artists have done a lot of their studio work and they have done their projects and when they need to relax and kind of get their creative juices flowing. That's the time when our artists coming to SDPI and I can see that it is a tremendous moment for them um, working together with our team of um, printers and paper makers because it's a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. So I see this whole dynamic uh, relationship going on in creating the new works of art. So Mm -hmm. I think and, and you know today a lot of artists, contemporary artists in particular, they do I mean, somebody like Doho has a big studio and works in a team, and the people who are working with him are mostly um, executing his projects, whereas our team is really part of that ongoing process. And I think these kind of, you know, collaborative effort and collaborative process is really exciting for them. And at the same time, you one has to really get hands dirty. Mm-hmm. And you, you know that besides sculptors and painters, a lot of artists do their work kind of solitarily with a computer or a lot of thinking and reading, and they do work with other people, but it's not like they get their hands dirty all the time. So mm-hmm. I think 
they like the fact that they can dip their hands in cold puddle of paper pulp water, creating things with their hands, something that they may have done in, when they're in school. So these things really, going back to the basics, really excite them. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the things. Um, on top of that, we really try to make their experience fulfilling for the artists in a way that um, we often refer our space as a research center, so an R&D research and development. So they have an opportunity to explore the unknown territories that in the medium that they have never worked with. And I think that also contributes to their fulfilling experience. Right. It's yeah. like a safe space with a great support structure. We They definitely get great support because mm-hmm. we have one artist at a time. Mm-hmm. So everybody's focused on the artist. And I think they really like that and appreciate mm-hmm. it very much. At the same time, some artists do get kind of daunted Mm. buy it because then they have the whole responsibility and accountability yeah. to be able to produce something for for our team to do. So I think the whole dynamics, the situation, the circumstances just all come together very nicely. But I think ultimately it has to do with people relationship. Um, a lot of times, you know, visitors to SDPA workshop are truly impressed by the scale of our presses and the facility. But at the end of the day, it is really about the people who work there. So I would say that our biggest strengths um, and draw for artists to come is really my team, our team in the workshop, mm-hmm. together with gallery team who executes the, I mean, when the when the project is done, it goes into the gallery. So they take over and then they just do their best to put out a great show for the artists. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you have a great workshop team, of course. And, you know, um, I mean, I remember Itaro Ogawa. When yes. He was there for such a long time. And yes. He left. And what was that transition like? I've always wondered. It was wondered. tough. It was really tough. Yeah. And I was really mad at him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because we started together, literally. Right. I joined SDPI in 2001. My first day was July, uh, June 1st, and he was still in Japan, and then he had to go to America to be trained under Ken Tali. He and his mm-hmm. wife, Eitar and Tamae, yeah. who, who was also a printmaker. Um, and Tamae was came, with SDPI as well. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, Tamae was a printer as well. well. Yeah. They were both printers. Right. So Tamae's specialty was etching. Her mm-hmm. area of specialization was etching, and then Eitar was lithography. Um, so they came to SDPI in October. Mm. So they spent about four months with Ken Tyler in his old, in his place to really learn about the ins and outs of this whole workshop. So when Tamai and Eight that arrived together with other printers, they helped to really basically reassemble the presses that we have downstairs because they were all taken apart and then they were put back together with Ken Tyler himself. So um, we, and he left, they left, they went back to Japan two and a half years ago, three years ago. So we worked together really closely for 15 years. Of course, we were all very young when we started. Well, I want to say young. <laughs> yeah. <We're still> young. <laughs> um, and, but we really grew up together. Right. We developed our... I mean, we really worked together in a sense that we had to figure out how to mm-hmm. run this program. We, yeah, he was really instrumental in my, yeah, part of growing up at SDPI. So I was really very sad. It was a very, very difficult um, to face that he wasn't going to be around. And I'm sure it was felt by everyone mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the workshop and the gallery. 
our board members were also very kind of, you know, um, sad about it. But, I mean, he was going to do something very different mm. with his family. Um, so we had, uh, right now we have a new head of the projects, Brian Gardo, mm-hmm. who is an accomplished printmaker. And then he, he was a teacher also in, the univers- in various universities in the States. And so we are very, very happy to have him with us. And we still have Gordon and Guan, who, has, who have actually um, held the, the interim period. So we've been really lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm still, yeah, yes. very sad. <laughs> Yes, and I mean, some artists return after their residency to continue working with Mm, the team, yes, yes, Um, like Doha, whom whom we talked about. Yeah, how does the arrangement work? You know, for the artist, um, STPI, and his gallery, Victoria Mural. Um, his principal gallery is Lima Mopin in New York, and then his London gallery. I think he joined the gallery not too long ago. Um, so even Suzanne Victor, I mean, Mm. you know the just continuation of the projects happen, not necessarily for everyone, but each project brings different results or different outcome. And I think it's mutual. Somebody like Doho, we felt that the two-time visit that he had with us, I mean, his project was really phenomenal because it Mm -hmm. was a thread drawing that we actually kind of made together. I mean, we as in SDPI and, mm. and Doho himself, of course, the workshop had a very incredible um, mm. part in that. But um, it just didn't feel like there was, it was enough. It's just something like, you know, he needed more time. And in fact, after 10 years or going on to 11 years, we see that the development of the refinement or even the, I would say the evolution and the progress that that the workshop and the artists have made in making thread drawings, not only in technical side, but in the whole conceptual way, has progressed greatly. So it really depends on um, what are the elements, what are the parts of the project can continue or not. So this is one thing for Doho. Somebody like Hegu, we con- she continues to come back when, whenever she's um, in this part of the world because she travels between Germany and Korea, South Korea. So um, we, we have, I mean, since her first um, visit, which was in 2012, she has come on and off and we continue to develop her using the organic materials, the food. And same as Suzanne Victor, um, there was one um, particular series that we felt that it could be more developed and, you know, the response with the market was really good. So that's how I think there are many contributing factors in which why we want to continue certain part of the project. Mm. Yeah. Well, speaking about the market for, I mean, you know, this mid-price range of Mm. um, works on paper, you Mm. did say before in an interview with Art Radar in 2017 that STPR has mm. single-handedly created a mm. market yes. for this um, for this medium, I guess, um, or these types of work. What do you think is the main reason collectors are enamored with, with these works? You know, is it the newness of the medium for the artist, the price point, or just unwavering support for STPI's activities? I think it's, it's the combination of all what you just mentioned. Mm. Um, well, you know, when you look at the development of the market for prints, and this is, I mean, SDPI has always been kind of people really see us as a print producer, but we are much more than that. Um, it's that prints were first, actually, the market for prints have been 
um, developed because certain people just don't have the ability to pay such large amount of mm-hmm. sum, and but and yet they were able to get a part of artist creation through prints and. I have to say, I mean, I have to take this opportunity to say that prints are not reproductions. It's actually much more difficult to make prints than, let's say, paintings or sculpture because there's so much preparation and logistical efforts that go behind it. And it is really an art form that combines art and science. So you do need the specialist to work with you. Um, So when we actually started to work with artists, we started making more prints than unique works, but over time we realized that if people are going to come here dedicating, committing actually more than three to four weeks at a time, it has to be a, a, a project that can produce a very substantial in content and quality. So we, we gave the freedom for the artist to experiment, and that's how we came out with a lot of unique works that mostly based with paper as a, as a base medium, right? But in our residencies, we use paper not as a base or background material, but they become the protagonist. So we use paper in so many ways that artists have never really thought about. Of course, we do have the print techniques. So the, the fact that we are able to make paper within our paper mill, that is like number one draw for the artists. And their artists are still very, very tactile and sensitive people. So they love the textures and all the different type of um, papers that we can actually make with different materials. So I think this is where we kind of came in and we made things that were completely unexpected. And um, we were able to kind of find the gap in between the works on canvas Mm -hmm. or sculpture and the prints, which is addition work. So we were actually, we occupied that mid range, which is not really necessarily print, nor is it canvas or sculpture, but it is really substantial enough so that even the museum start collecting all, I mean, by acquiring the works from us. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of brought us to a new new kind of a genre of works. Mm-hmm. So, and I think people really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've already mentioned that there have been over 100 collaborations. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if you could talk about how, you know, each artist contributes to the experience, the mood or the dynamics of the STBI team, especially in the workshop. Right. Because I'm guessing that each time someone new comes on board, yes. things become different, you know, in exciting ways. Maybe well, can, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I always compare STPI to a restaurant. Okay. Yeah, so we have we have this amazing restaurant with great equipment mm-hmm. and facility to be able to explore a lot of things and we ha- and but most of all we have a team, the chefs, sous chefs, the executive chefs who are there yeah. who can actually assist guest star chefs and those are the artists. So they come in we we provide same ingredient but you know, it's just like Iron Chef, you know, the, in Iron Chef, you're given material, I mean, the ingredients to make something yeah. new, but here it's like even, f- you go even another level, mm-hmm. you know the ingredients are there, but it is up to you h- which ingredients you want to use to create really amazing dishes. Okay. So that's what makes difference. So each artist 
different chefs, they eat different things, even though they may use the same ingredients, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, so that's how it gets exciting every time. Yeah. And yeah. then also it's on a competition, they're always just like the guests. Pushing, yes, and, that's right. Uh, pushing their own limits. Again. Own limits, yes. And yeah. then, of course, they see our gallery, they see other people's work, what they have uh-huh. done. So, you know, artists are very, very competitive mm. within themselves. So yeah. they really push themselves. And I think this is the relationship that is so fruitful that they push themselves in return they push our team and vice versa so this collaborative whole collaborative spirit is really amazing yeah sounds like it and the program is about invitation only yeah could you share perhaps who you have recently confirmed for artist residencies this year oh we started to work again for the second time i'm talking about continuity um American artist Sam Duran is um, kind of finishing up his small projects. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does projects that are that are of large scale that we do an exhibition. So it really depends on how much time the artists have or if they have specific ideas and what we are looking for. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Sam's uh, project, this is his second time around. His first time was a few years back. His in-laws are here. You know, his wife is Anna who is also an artist there. They're based in Berlin now. Um, so they're here for ho- family holidays. And he just came in and said, hey, Emmy, we have, I have this idea. And I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing project. Okay. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Um, so that's going on and going to wrap up next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Liebel ter- uh, returning to finish off her what she started last year. And we will have a show at the end of this year. Um, then we have Prabhavati, who, um, who's based in Bangalore. Um, she will be returning to finish off her second part of the project as well. I mean, we have like a lot of artists. Yeah. Uh, we have Nati. Okay. Nati Uttarit, he, he will be coming in in, in the summer, right. uh, in July. He was actually part of our young BMW artist in 2006 and wow. 2007. I know, right? But now he's going to return and we're going to see what he's going to do. I mean, as a painter, it's always very challenging mm-hmm. to work on paper in a sense that, you know, as a painter, he works on two-dimensional surface and we're looking for something exciting and mm. different. So mm. we're really looking forward to that. We have also, at the end of the... Uh, we have a, we have also, um, let's see, we have Neo Rao. Yeah, we have Neo Rao and oh. his wife Rosa Loy coming in. Okay. Yes, this is a project that uh, we started to plan two years ago. Mm. So finally they're coming in to do, and, and actually Neo and Rosa are a prolific, they're prolific printmakers of their own right. In, in, they're based in Leipzig, mm-hmm. and they have um, they work very closely with some print producers. And Neo actually has a foundation that is fo- that is dedicated just to graphic works. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a very interesting um, project. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and then we have Kimbum who's returning with his wife who is also an artist. So we have these couples com- yeah. coming back. And this is something, we have worked with couples before. Gada, mm. Mare, and Reza Fakun, they were the very first one in 2008. We had Achilles, uh, yeah, Isabel, exactly. and Alfredo. <laughs> yeah. But like we're going to be seeing two more couples come in. And I think it's always really interesting to see the dynamics between the artist yeah. couples, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. 
collaborations in STPI kind of like <laughs> yes, fostering more collaborations. Exactly. Um, I want to talk about Art Basel now. Um, STPI was the first Singapore-based gallery to participate in Art Basel in Basel mm. in 2013. And mm. I remember mm. visiting the booth. Really? I wow, did. were you there? I was. Oh my goodness. And... Yeah, and it was thank just, you. Yeah, it was like a proud moment, right? <laughs> yes, it was great. Yeah, you know, and and it was such hard work getting to that point. As it was well. our tenth year of application. Yeah, yeah. So what was that experience like, and how it was do you long. think? It was long. Well, how was it long, or like how, how did it feel to be there first of all? And I know there's a lot of work involved, so you probably couldn't really enjoy the moment, and you had to oh kind no, of we enjoyed no, we no no we no. enjoyed the moment, but. No, like, to get there was a really a long journey. Yeah. Um, I have to say that um, going to a fair was an idea of my predecessor, Miss Irene Lee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, being a not-for-profit organization, although gallery is the financial arm, and, you know, we all know that non-profit organizations do need to think of how do we get money to support what we want to Definitely. do, right? So when Irene came in and she stayed with us for, for that precious four years that she taught all of us incredible amount of things and how to run an organization, especially for me. Um, and she's like, why don't we go to an art fair? And I was like, yeah, why not? So we, we actually applied, and that's when we applied to Art HK, Art Hong Kong, do you remember, in yeah. 2008? I think that was the first yeah. year. And we had just finished our project with Garame and Reza Farkonde. It was an incredible project. Um, at that time, she was with Gagosian Gallery. And 2008 seems like centuries ago in mm. art, art world terms, you know yeah, what I mean? Because there are all these things that do not exist anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, art world changes so fast these yeah. days, every quarter, every three months. But, um, yeah, so we, and that was the first time, and, you know, Gada being known for uh, sewing on her canvas, her paintings, right? So we were doing that on a paper and and Reza doing all these beautiful background um, watercolors. Uh, so we had this project and we said, okay, we're going to go with this. And in fact, Magnus Renfrew, he was the, um, the director for the fair. And I just still remember he was telling us, it's like we applied for a multiple artist booth and then he just said, oh, I don't think the selection committee is not really convinced with that. So we decided to go with this one particular project. And he said our booth was like the best booth ever. So fast forward, um, 2012 was when Art HK became Art Basel Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And their first edition was 2014. Was it 2014 or 2012? Sure right anyway, now. anyway, around but in the meantime, time. around that time. Yeah. But in the meantime, since then, yeah. when Irene said, let's go to fair, okay, there's only one fair we need to focus, mm-hmm. I said, and that is Art Basel. Yeah. So since then, we started to send in the applications, and back then, we had to actually send in, in a package. Now everything is electronic. So um, which year after year, we just sent in every year and do they give feedback about like why you know you were rejected or what can you do the next time not really Basel wasn't so open about it Mm -hmm. I mean it was really I remember and I said this but it was really you know um 
the college applications to American colleges, yeah. the top colleges, is like extremely rigorous, as right. you know, right? <laughs> it was like harder than that. Okay. And one year, I remember we wanted to make an, a good impression to the selection committee members. So my workshop people, they decide to hand bind oh my goodness. The, the whole <laughs> dossier. Like yes, whatever. They could so help. they use like the handmade paper <laughs> for the cover and backing, and they hand bound. The, the dossier, of course, I'm sure it got tossed away with like so many other, like hundreds of I applications. Some I hope. I'm not sure effort. because, you know, they have like, I don't know, something like 1,200 applications for 300 spaces mm. every year, year in, year out. So, so finally, when we got the acceptance, we were just overjoyed. The yeah. board was so happy. I think the ministry folks were really supportive. They've been supportive all, all along. So we mm. were just really happy. And yeah, we got that booth, and I we brought um, Genevieve's. Uh, Genevieve specifically created the mm -hmm. table, the seventy-two dice table, if you remember, <laughs> and we brought and and at the same time we actually put in an application for film sector for Zunian's film. We got chosen by none other than Mark Glode, who is actually here now. He's teaching okay. at. Uh, NTU. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the art world is really small. Yeah. Um, then. And then we brought also Heman's sticker project, Starburst, together with the uh, with our works. That I think it was Tian, Lin Tian Miao. It could have been. Mm -hmm. Now I can't remember. It was twenty thirteen. I could. Oh, we brought. Oh yes, of course we brought the set of um, Hegu spice sheets, which were amazing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was great to be there, and we yeah. were just like, wow, we're finally in Basel. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, I always. Um, kind of envied people with that exhibitor's tag, <laughs> so they were around my neck. <laughs> it was well, great. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And I mean, since then, you've also become part of the selection committee of Art Yes, Basel. can you believe Hong that? Kong. Wow, yeah. yeah. Of Hong Kong, yes, yeah, Hong, Hong Kong, Kong selection committee, yes. So how did that come about, and like, how, how did it feel, you know, to be asked and then to like be on that committee and knowing what it's like on the other side? Well, so basically, so Art HK, going back to Art HK, mm -hmm. I read this amazing, brilliant idea, it led one thing to another, mm -hmm. and based, um, so when we started to participate in Art HK, after a couple of years, Magnus actually asked me to be part of the selection committee for RHK. So I've been on the committee for a, while, for a few years then. And then when it was, when it became Art Basel Hong mm. Kong, they have asked me to stay on to be okay. the committee member. So it was really a privilege and honor to be part of that. And we have a great uh, colleagues on this committee. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, well, not I think, I know for sure because I'm on this committee, my knowledge about art fair, how it functions, is so much more, um, I guess, enlarged than just being a part of an exhibitor. Mm -hmm. And it is really helping me a lot in in organizing C-Focus. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there we are. There we are. We've come to the event that's about to happen. So, I mean, it opens, the sophomore edition of C-Focus opens mm -hmm. on 16th January. Um, how does C-Focus extend the work that STPI does on its premises? Well, you know, it's very funny how it kind of evolved for STPI to organize such a, an event. And I have to 
take this opportunity to iterate that this is not a fair because we want to integrate many different aspects into really getting to know Southeast Asian art more. Um, we know that and everybody feels and agree that fair is something that is really there are just too many of them and that there are good fairs and not so good fairs. So we do not want to compete with that and having Art Basel Hong Kong so near us, mm -hmm. it is not a it is not something that we aspire to, to be competing. But what we want to do with C Focus is how can we bring attention to Southeast Asian art artists and to Singapore. Mm -hmm. So this is really the the premises of this whole C Focus and C Focus is really a meeting place for Southeast Asian art mm -hmm. and culture and everybody, people, mm -hmm. right? Is a meeting place. So, um, well, last year, I can say last year because we're in 2020 now, last year was kind of a very interesting circumstances that we became part of this, um, yeah, how we became who we are, because it was something that we wanted to try out, something that was locally driven yeah. and having really stronger, much stronger Southeast Asian art artist focus with a commercial aspect, right? But not necessarily pure commercial, mm -hmm. okay? Because I feel that, and we all feel that, that there needs to be a room for um, growth and development and, and understanding for other people to understand what, what makes Southeast Asia different? Mm -hmm. What is it about and what's happening over here? I mean, we are geographically so far away from the usual art centers and things that are happening. So we're basically creating a market for it, a market or place for it, right? So um, this year, the C focus is... Um, much more, I would say, I would count this year as the first year. Yeah. Because last time was kind of a pilot. Yeah, and there were like extenuating circumstances that kind of changed. Changed, exactly. The focus, so to speak. Right. Of we wanted to support, we yeah. want to be complementing other things that were going on, yeah. but we've become suddenly in the center stage. Yeah. So this time around, since we are in the center stage, we are the anchor event of um, Singapore Art mm -hmm. Week. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we offer substantial and concrete and high-quality programming in all aspects. Um, we are back in Gilman Barracks. Um, there is, I mean, this year is going to be really amazing because there's Singapore Biennale there. So whoever comes there, they're not only seeing the galleries with their projects, but they're also seeing the Singapore Biennale, which should complement very well. Um, we have 20 galleries. Uh, out of 10 are based in Singapore or have a branch in Singapore. We have eight new uh, galleries joining us. So we're very excited. And these galleries are coming from um, regionally. And we do have a gallery coming from Berlin uh, because they are work they've been working, I mean, one of the first galleries to work with WeCrit, um, who is really um, spearheading our part of the world yeah. in other parts of the world, which is great. And Vitamin from China. Mm -hmm who's going to bring work by Yan Vo. Um, though uh, Yan is considered part of us because he was born in Vietnam, but he's really, he grew up and, 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 and his practice is really based in Europe. Though now he travels around the world, so he's really somebody like Rick Reed is a He's a truly an international citizen. Mm -hmm. um, he's creating a very, very specific installation for C-Focus. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I know we, I mean, Sea Focus is not an art fair, but, you know, the question that people will always ask is, well, Sea Focus takes place over the same weekend as Taipei Dangdai. Yeah. Even they will say it anyway. Yes. Even if you tell them, yeah, right. but we're not an art fair. So how do you think, I mean, it, it's also holding itself for my edition. Mm. So how do you think this has an impact on either events or you think, you know, it doesn't really matter because it's two different audiences and... In the context of that question, how do you think the habits of buyers have changed as well in recent years? Well, I think Taipei Dangda is a truly an international fair because type of galleries who are there, I mean, who are presenting themselves, their projects there, are what we would see in a in a commercial fair, mm. and it is they it is organized by fair experts. I mean, they are the business. They are in the business affair, mm-hmm. and of course, none other than Magnus, who mm-hmm. was such a great director for Art Basel Hong Kong, and he's helming that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and C Focus is organized by STPI Creative Workshop and Gallery. So, I think when I told Mark um, and Mark and Mark Spiegel and Adeline Wee of our Basel team that. Oh, you know, guys, I'm doing this. Is it okay? And they they felt that it was totally fine because something like Independent was organized by gallerist Elizabeth D, who runs her own gallery, Elizabeth D Gallery. Mm-hmm. So, and and prior to this, Art Singapore was organized by Art Gallery Association of Singapore. So it is a natural kind of um, course for a gallery to organize an event like this, whether it. it becomes an art fair or not but when a gallery or gallery associations organize it they have something more than just commercial aspect to it especially for us because as SDPI is part of also on a larger a scheme of things we're part of VAC yeah. the visual and, arts yes, cluster, visual arts yeah. cluster mm-hmm. and we because we are our activities take place a lot of times, if not most of the times, in the private sector. We, w- we were kind of seen as the perfect kind of per- organization to mm-hmm. help something like this because we do have experience of 20 years almost, yeah, in, in navigating in, in this field. So mm-hmm. it I think it's fine. Taipei Dangdai, unfortunately, I think it, it's in the same week because of this year, the Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. It's coming, it has come so quickly, so... Yeah. We had to, yeah, yeah, do it. Otherwise, I, I think people will have to choose mm-hmm. to either come to Singapore or go to Dangdai. I know that Taipei had a great opening year last year. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Taipei, having had very, very long tradition of collectors and a, a lot larger country, um, and then with a um, museum like Palace Museum, mm-hmm. there's a lot to see um, and do. Um, but I think Singapore also has quite a lot of things that we can offer, even though we're much, much smaller in scale. Uh, we do, I mean, this is truly a multicultural uh, center, mm-hmm. and I think that is why it is perfect place to hold something like Sea Focus that can really showcase the artworks from around the region. For sure. Yeah. And you mentioned that STPI is part of VAC, together with National Art Gallery Singapore and Singapore Art Museum. Um, what is its role within this cluster? Has it changed over time and how do you think it will continue to morph uh, in, in 2020? I think when um, Visual Art Cluster was formed, it mm-hmm. just made perfect sense with the National Gallery and Singapore Museum and STPI because every organ, each individual organization does different things. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just really natural to be in the same kind of under the same roof um, STPI works with the contemporary artists only and we are creating and we put out 
the, the first creation. So we're like an artist studio in a mm -hmm. way, right? Mm -hmm. So when artists creates a work in artist studio, a lot of times the works don't get shown until a couple of years later, and, and that makes the way into the galleries and eventually to museums. So we are very, very different from my sister, our sister organizations. S Singapore Art Museum um, organizing something like Biennale, they are really kind of concerned with what artists are creating on a much bigger scale and telling everybody this is what's happening in and out of Singapore and the region and around the world. Whereas I see National Gallery to be the kind of the mother of all, and this is how it started in this region. It's much like it's very historical and education center mm -hmm. with the works that are that they're showing. They're and because their premise is such an amazing space, so for them to showcase con uh, commissioned works is also it makes perfect sense. So mm -hmm. nothing, I don't think anything's really changed. Uh, it's just kind of messaging we just need to send out a clear message to people uh, how we work mm -hmm. to how we work individually and how we come together as a one group yeah yeah and I mean we've addressed a couple of misconceptions people have like to do with prints or to do with you know see focus being an art fair mm. and not being an art fair and you know I'm we always hear well I've always heard about misconceptions of STPI in relation to government funding right about how it's a not-for-profit organization right. but it sells right. works but yes. it also gets yes um, support from the government right would you like to address that as well Yeah, sure I yeah. mean you know we had a difficult time one of the reasons why it took a few years longer for us to be accepted in Art Basel was precisely that. Um, some of the selection committee members felt that if we are supported by somebody else, how can this organization be part of a private sector that is not private sector at all? So we had to produce a kind of um, uh, like a financial sheet to say actually the funding, we get the building building funded, which is really generous, just like any other arts organ um, organizations within BAC. Um and um, we get a very nominal amount of, of, of support, but the rest is earned by us, the mm -hmm. gallery. Gallery generates basically mm -hmm. the cash that we need to operate um, through fundraising or through the sales primarily. Um, I think this is kind of like when we first started, it was really this hybrid. It was very, very confusing for a lot of people because why should I be why should government fund you if you're selling or, or vice versa? Why should I donate money to you when you're selling things? But it the gallery just becomes a financial arm and all number you know, in a museum, their financial arm is stores. The gallery, the museum stores or the bookstores that they publish books, they do all this. Like MoMA has a huge MoMA store that the new one is really amazing. So in many ways, they, the nonprofit organizations, I think, have to think about how are you going to be able to support your mission and your projects besides the fundings that you may have had. Mm -hmm. So I think, yes, I we understand that it is confusing, but I hope that after like seven, 18 <laughs> years now, um, the, the funding that we get is really going everything into really kind of innovation and, and the drive to you know, um, create works that are very, very different for artists. That's where that's where the funding is going in within the space. But I just have to say that our gallery does an amazing job. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
<laughs> I have a couple more questions before we wrap this up. Um, we were talking, of course, about Sea Focus and Taipei Dangdai. What do you think about Art SG taking place in November? I mean, it was supposed to happen last year, but it didn't, yeah. and now it's happening I mean, in November. Yeah. Well, How's we it gonna... wish, I mean, I really deeply wish that Art SG was going to, was happening also during the Singapore Art Week, mm. because then, but then having um, in November, it's quite close to January. I wish mm. it was taking place like, in the middle of the year, so that we have two, mm. like in one in January, like in the yeah, and like Art SG, like, like the in momentum, September. yeah, or like that. August, something like yeah. that. Um, no, I'm. I mean, we're very, very happy that um, Magnus and the team um, Shuing is coming in to do this, and we're really looking forward to it because that is really an art fair. Mm. Yeah, so we do need of that scale if they're coming in to really kind of kickstart or continue to continue what art stage has left. Because, I mean, even though the, the ending may not have been exactly the nicest way to end, but when they came in, I mean, they did start, I mean, that is a fact, they did really start something that was needed for Singapore and the region. Mm -hmm. So that is something that should be continued. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, on a more personal note, what do you enjoy most about your work? That you are still here at STPI doing what you love? What is it that, you know, is a highlight of your work every day? I think it's just, I mean, you know, all aspects of it. Okay, I'm not really good at um, doing paperwork, but okay. I think the fact that we work with artists and when the artists are in the studio and just being part of the creative process or being part of the process of putting um, all the projects the gallery does, I mean, that's what gets me going. Mm -hmm. And then I learned something even after all these years, I learn something every day. Mm -hmm or some things, even more than one thing every day. And I think being surrounded by really wonderful people who are so committed and passionate about what I am passionate about, sharing the common ground, I think that is really important. And I do think that because, I mean, it gets really hairy and very pressurizing kind of um, circumstances, especially for gallery, because they do so much and so many different projects at the same time, um, the support that each other. I mean, when I see them supporting each other and stepping in for each other, I mean, those things, the people relationship, which is really about people. I think that's what really gives me a lot of um, lessons, but also satisfaction and thankfulness and gratefulness. And even though, um, you know, they may not say much, but the fact that MCCY has given us the support throughout the years, just being there, my board is great. I have an amazing board. Um, I have a new chair, Ms. Susan Kong, Ms. Dong Yuwat, who's been with us for like 16 years. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. So what can I ask for more? Yeah. This is like great. Yeah. And what is the next goal then? I mean, personally or for STPI or like, you know, it's all mixed up together. So what's the next thing to I want to take a chase? sabbatical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need it. After, yeah, my 20th year, I think I need to, I can take a break. Yeah. To do something that I I want to do, like right. learn something else. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Emmy, for Thank your time. You. Thank you. Thank for you very much, sharing with us all your insights and telling us all these stories about STPI that we didn't know about before and mm -hmm. clearing up all these misconceptions as well. I hope it doesn't get interpreted a different way. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it's really been very insightful and I've enjoyed um, chatting with you. So um, thank you very much. Thank you, Nadia. Um, and thank you so much for listening to AM Conversations. If you like what you hear, please follow us on Instagram at Art and Market or on Facebook. And you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud.
till the next episode. Bye.